Welcome to Welcome to the Hallwell Manor. I'm Max. And I'm Tina. And we're here to discuss Season 5, Episode 6 of Charmed. The eyes have it. Boy, are we not qualified to talk about this. Well, just to not talk about the big issue, which is the... <sighs> okay, we, we had to do this before WandaVision 2. We are, we are both very white... And so this, this, we're, we're not speaking from any kind of, you know... Lived experience. Yes. But this episode might have a eatsy-wee racism problem. I mean, the thing is, the story that they're telling is really, really stock. But they're using a lot of Romani stereotypes, I guess you'd call it. I... Yeah, but they're portraying the romani as just and and they're not saying romani just to be clear yes they're using the word which that we're is, not going to use that we're not going to use which is very much a slur but is still in common usage for romani people so it's more that this could be as you pointed out when we were watching the episode this could be any magical family it, it's based on i mean they could literally be druids and the story would be exactly the same they could just be another line of witches and the story would be the same yeah because there are a lot of parallels between ava the main character of the episode the sure focal character the guest character there's a lot of parallels between ava and the sisters up to and including her basically using the spell that they use to vanquish the source yeah which is odd. Yeah, it's fine. But, but but no, she does. She does the thing where she calls on her family. And Phoebe's like, just swap in the names of your relatives instead of the names of our relatives. Which, it, it works. works. So, that's the weird thing about dealing with something that's not... That plays in stereotypes that aren't strictly speaking negative although there's negative connotations to romani people being you know inherently mystical right that's a problematic concept like the idea that asian people are mystical can be really problematic or it's like it, it's othering it's othering to be like oh these people are different and exotic again but this is so not qualified to talk about this this is a show about magical people though this could have been uh... and again this story could literally be anything there's nothing particularly rooted in i mean there there are some things that are kind of rooted in a specific form of mysticism but i mean i guess what i'm wanting to say here is it could have been a lot worse. It could have been worse. And honestly, this is a really solid episode it's because... Fine. Well, it's a stock plot. Yeah, it, it's fine. And they got good actors to be in it. It's, you know, we've seen worse from Charmed. And we'll see much worse from Charmed. Wait until Piper and Leo get possessed by Hindu gods, because that's a whole thing. Speaking of things that we will not be qualified to talk about, but we'll be forced to, to talk about. Mm. No, this episode falls right in that sour spot for me. It's not it's not bad enough to be amazing, and it's just not that good. So it's not it's neither the Lady Godiva episode nor uh guess the season three finale someone on blue sky asked me uh what a good introductory episode of charmed would be and i'm like that really depends on what you want to watch but i i put this out there i'm like look for the good for the good traditionally good parts of charmed weirdly i'd say either the season three 
opening episode or the season three closing episode. Mm-hmm. Because in a really weird way, I feel like this season three finale is actually a really good place to start with Charmed. Yeah, I actually, when I do Charmed rewatches on my own before we were doing this podcast, I would start with the season three finale so that I could go into season four because Paige is my favorite. So yeah, I want to skip over all that stuff where there's no Paige. And like... It's a good starting place because you're like, okay, do you want to see what happens next or do you want to see how we've reached this point? Yeah. And also, I, I'm i standing by this. We haven't, I mean, honestly, I, I've been perpetually watching Charm, so I feel like I can kind of say this on good authority. I feel like the season three finale is my favorite episode of Charmed. Interesting. I feel like there were stronger episodes while we were watching them. I would have to I would have to look at an episode list to be like, oh yeah, that one. That one was the one I thought was really strong. Well, I was looking at a list of all the episodes because I was trying to think of stuff to recommend. And a lot of the goofy episodes have a lot of lore in them. And I'm like, I feel, I, like with Buffy, it's easy because I, I have my like gingerbread is my recommendation because it is a good middle of the road episode of Buffy. That's not easy though. That's just the one you have chosen. I don't think anyone else on the planet chooses gingerbread as the first episode of Buffy to start with. No, because it's, it's good, but it doesn't set your expectations too high. And you can tell if this is the sort of thing you'll be into if it's gingerbread. What's what's your recommendation? I am aware of your rationale. I'm just saying, it's not like, oh, this is obviously the place to start. That's just Wait, what would you say the obvious place to start is with Buffy? I would do the first Halloween episode where the costumes come to life. Okay, but you don't really... I mean, you get a sense for the show, but no one is themselves except Willow. Oh, well, that w- actually was the first episode of Buffy I ever saw. Oh. Uh, I'm sorry, Charmed. We, we have... We've what? Been... We're talking about Buffy instead of Charmed? Although... I was going to say the path to Buffy was more organic this time than it usually is, but it, no. no, no, it was not. All right, so here's my question. First yeah. of all, did I already win you over with the podcast we're going to do to follow up Charmed? Honestly, no. I can be talked into it. I I just want to think about it a little more. Okay, well then I won't say what it is for our listeners. Um, unless they specifically message me on blue sky and ask me in which case i will tell them so that they can tell you that we should absolutely do this after charmed my question was going to be if you think buffy will come up as much talking about that show i mean probably right it's a genre show yeah and actually that show does that that show actually references buffy at least two times that i could think of immediately off the top of my head i think that narrowed it down quite a bit really genre shows that reference buffy i don't know that's i don't know if that's true i guess xena did Lots of shows have referenced Buffy. Hmm. It's a trailblazer. But we're talking about Charmed, where Phoebe is What's going... the opposite of a trailblazer? Like a trail follower, a road driver. Okay, so just in case you were wondering if this was going to make you uncomfortable, we start in zoomed in on, like, the Romani me- fortune teller sign. It's like... And oof. the music cue... I remember we we fired up the episode and I was like, huh, you are already uncomfortable because I had rewatched this more recently than you. Yeah, I was already uncomfortable. Yes, the like stereotypical music. Oh. Yes, the 
Phoebe has gone to see a fortune teller because I don't know if you've noticed, but Phoebe hasn't had a premonition in like goddamn forever, which we have talked about that. We mentioned that. Yeah. Like she really hasn't. I guess I'm glad that the narrative is finally addressing the fact that it's really weird. Phoebe doesn't ever seem to use any of her powers. Okay. So I feel like this is pretty important. She goes in and the fortune teller says to her, Oh, Phoebe, you're here with a question. And she's like, how did you know my name? Did, did the spirits tell you? Did you read my mind? And she says, no, I read your column. Well, yeah, which is a good turn of phrase. But also, it's interesting because it is really emphasizing how Phoebe is now more tied to the human world and her job with the advice column than to the magical world. It's, it's a nice metaphor for all of the stuff going on with Phoebe. So since we are in post-season five of Charmed, this little session has to start off with a good three, four minutes of uh, the fortune teller lady sucking Phoebe's dick. Yeah, Phoebe's just so talented, and also she's so creative and loving. She's and... sensitive, and she's got such deep passion for life and love, but something's blocking off her heart. Yeah, no, apparently she's just so overworked with her writing one column a week thing. Well, no, oh, she probably writes it every day, doesn't she? She does. And remember, we have to mention this every time. Uh, she also does respond to literally every letter anyone sent to her. But as Phoebe brings up, she's also, like, doing guest hosting gigs on radios and stuff. Yeah, and, like... I think this show is supposed to be Loveline. You remember Loveline? On... Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla? I 10,000% do not remember that. What, really? Yeah. We we had, where I grew up, we had Delilah. You had Loveline. It was, it was syndicated nationwide. You, I, you know what? You know what I think? Yeah. I think you're too young to have had Loveline. That's entirely possible. My folks only listen to NPR. Yeah, it, it was like a college thing. It was like, we would all listen to it at college. Mm. Yeah, so... I, I think that she's supposed to be on a Loveline style show. Yes, but Elise has been booking her out. She's becoming a rising star in the world of advice giving, sure. I suppose. Which we know she's been super famous. She had billboards at the beginning of this season, but yes, Phoebe is Phoebe is on the rise, but that means that she doesn't have room in her life for the mystical and also love. It's funny because we talk about how ridiculous it is, but even though I have issues with him for other reasons, I do often think about Dan Savage's career trajectory. Like, he was writing an advice column, and then he became editor of a newspaper. He does the Savage Love cast now. He's written many novels. Like, basically, he became as famous as Phoebe supposedly is from writing an advice column. So it's not completely outside of the realm of possibility. And an advice column, by the way, for a Seattle alternative weekly newspaper that didn't even exist before he started writing for it. Mm. So. Yeah, it's not an unbelievable leap that Phoebe has. Also, she's played by Alyssa Milano. Like, Phoebe is a beautiful, beautiful woman. Mm -hmm. Well, it's, it's kind of like, okay, I'm going to reference another TV show. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like Rory Gilmore on Gilmore Girls. Like, 
It's not unbelievable that a person could be a journalist. It's just that what we see of Rory's actual writing makes me question why we're supposed to think Rory is such a great journalist, right? It's not that no one can become famous as an advice columnist. It's that the advice we're seeing her give is the most, like, basic, watered-down nothing of advice. How is she becoming famous? Other than, as you said, maybe because she's Alyssa Milano. I don't want to tease a podcast I know we're going to do, but... It's a little bit like a 30 Rock versus... Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip? Yeah. See, 30 Rock works because it is about a sketch show that is bad. And when we see the sketches and they are bad, we accept it because that's the premise of the show. Whereas Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip is about a sketch show that is groundbreaking and... A masterpiece tour de force of comedy and challenging all social norms and rewriting the people who watch it to make society a more evolved intellectual place. No, this is a real problem. It, it, it honestly is. I think about Moulin Rouge a lot. Because the way that they dealt with that was they just had all of his poems be pop songs. They were like, we're not going to write poems and tell you they're the greatest things ever written. We're going to put in songs that have been top 40 that have been proven to be popular compare and contrast that to rent where roger brings oh mimi God. back from the dead with the worst song in the show it really is okay so then compare that to tenacious d to tribute right like they know <laughs> this is not the greatest song in the world this is just a tribute. Or the song that One Direction did, which is a complete ripoff of that song, which is okay because I love that song, uh, the best song ever, which is literally the exact same premise, except it's a girl who's horny for them instead of the devil. That's really weird. That's weird that they did that. That they did essentially the same song that Tenacious D did? Yeah. Okay, so here's the question. Well, I mean, the Jonas Brothers stole all their songs from some British band called Busted. Huh. Okay, here's the question. Okay. Is there a piece of art you can think of where the person creates a piece of art within the art mm -hmm. that is supposed to be amazing, that is original and amazing? I feel like it must have happened once. Like, I must have, at, at some point, I must have been like, oh, there it is. That's perfect. But I couldn't. Oh, wait. This is going to sound like a joke example, but I actually think it really works. Oh, by all means. Barney Gumbel's Pocahontas in the Critic crossover episode of The Simpsons. Okay, no, wait, you're right! You're right! Also, speaking of One Direction, literally anyone who has ever parodied a boy band in anything. Yeah, but that's different because... It's genuinely good in, like, an accurate way to mass-produce pop music. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess, honestly, anything by Adam Schlesinger. I, I was... Like, yes. rest in peace... I was about to use Boys 12 as an example from American Dad. That is a genuinely catchy-ass song. Oh, well, I mean, I guess the go-to, right? It, the, I mean, the go-to, I think, when this question gets asked is That Thing You Do. Yes. Which is a perfect example of an amazing one-hit wonder song. And, of course, Adam Schlesinger wrote that song. And, yeah. Tragedy. Wow, we're really, I'm... really off topic here. Sorry, sorry. Sorry. He was so talented. It's it's it really still hits me hard that we lost such a great talent. Okay, charmed. Charmed. So the 
fortune teller lady finishes, you know, telling Phoebe how wonderful and amazing she is at everything with, you know, oh, you have a gift of prophecy. And Phoebe's like, oh, you can sense that? And it's like, why did you go to her, Phoebe, if you don't think that she could sense, like, you went to her because your powers are broken. Why are you surprised she can sense that you have powers? Okay, so I think genuinely Phoebe believes that if her powers are broken, no one can fix them because... She is Phoebe. So if you can see what's wrong with Phoebe, that would mean that you're somehow better than her, and she just can't accept that. See, I don't think Phoebe's that kind of person. I think of Phoebe as someone who is very, very... dismissive of herself, but in a way that's self-aggrandizing. Hmm. I think that might be how she used to be. But once she starts writing the column, I think she starts buying her own her own hype. I don't know. I, f- I feel like she's trying to be Liz Lemon, kind of. She's like, oh, I'm so frazzled. I barely had time to look gorgeous. In the- yeah. yeah. Hmm. Hmm. But that would still make her resist... accepting that somebody can see what's wrong with her then why did she come i think she went i think she went to be told no everything's fine with you like i sense how powerful you are and that nothing is wrong with it yeah okay you know what i can see that instead the fortune teller totally steals her premonition like not on purpose yeah yeah because she's like look as a member of the magical community who actually interacts with other members of the magical community i can see that you've got a blockage let me just clear that out for you. See, this is what's nice about having friends in the magical community. They can do stuff like clear up chakras. So they hold hands as, you know, the beginning of the chakra clearing, and Phoebe's about to get a premonition, but whoa-oh, it goes into the fortune teller. Yep, yep. Who weirdly doesn't have premonition as a power. I do I do really like that because Phoebe's like, I, 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 I saw that, I recognized that look. You just had a premonition, and the woman's like, I don't have premonitions, though. I'm, I'm psychic, but that's not the flavor of psychic I am. I mean, she just knows how to do palm readings, because that's what she was doing for Phoebe, a palm reading. Mm-hmm. So, I maybe she's just, she has that skill, but she doesn't have the gift of premonition, but... Well, I think it's like how, uh, how Paige, when she uses literally any kind of divination, even though that's not specifically her power... It works because she's a magical person invoking these instruments. Yeah, but I also think, since you brought up Paige, I think Paige has a talent for it, even though that's not her, like, particular charmed she, one power. She does have a prophetic dream about the Titans coming back in the episode where the Titans come back, which is so embarrassing for Phoebe. <laughs> How embarrassing is it for Phoebe that you you are the one person who precognition is your whole deal and your sister is the one who gets the prophetic dream about the titans coming back you have one job on this team phoebe so the fortune teller kicks out phoebe and immediately calls a woman Mm -hmm. and is like oh no the guy who's been hunting us is back. Yes, the guy who's been systematically eliminating our... I'm going to call them Magic Order. Okay. The, I'm going to use the word that they used. I tried looking it up and I couldn't find anything for it. You think Shh. they just made that word up? It's possible. It's also very, very possible I was spelling it wrong. 
uh Shivani's. Yeah. Yeah, it's basically a Well, it, they they say it's like their word for priestess. Yeah. So it's not just people who are of this order. It's specifically priestesses of this order. And this is what we're saying about how they literally could have just made a made-up magical group. You didn't have to, like... Or slot in one that doesn't have unfortunate real-world connotations related to... I'm going to say racism, although I feel like there's a lot of other stuff in anti-Romani... Well, it's a lot of xenophobia. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh... The the woman who got the phone call is like, no, it couldn't possibly be him. He's been he's <laughs> been cursed, and 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 all, and we're the only ones who can lift the curse. And then someone shows up and kills the old lady. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, it's it's not the guy that was cursed. It was his son. Yeah. They they cursed a powerful. There was a powerful demon who used to hunt the priestesses, uh-huh. and. They gathered together and cursed him so that he was blind, so that he couldn't find them anymore. Yeah. Uh, okay, I... Sure. And... But but his son is back and he's killing... His son is back and he's armed with after effects. Yeah, he shoots some, some green lightning into this lady's eyes. Spoiler alert, thereby stealing them. And then we go to credits. Yeah. Old lady gets murdered. I mean, I don't think you have to spoil it. The episode's literally called The Eyes Have It. Yes. So, back at the house, Piper's pregnant. You guys know Piper was pregnant? Piper's pregnant. And she's being terrible about it. She's complaining about the prenatal yoga class she was in with Paige, and she's like, ugh, all those women were showing off their sonograms. It makes me angry. Okay, see, the thing is, Piper is awful in this episode, but also I feel really bad for her because no one is letting her get any medical attention during this pregnancy. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, the thing that is making her angry is all these women have sonograms and she isn't allowed to get one because this is a magical pregnancy and everyone's afraid that any doctor who sees it will be like, oh no, this is magical. I should definitely call the government or something to do experiments on you. Okay. And you definitely don't have both a husband and a sister who could just orb you out of here. And or use white lighter memory dust on the doctor. We hardly ever use that anymore. Yeah. But, again, not to once more beat a dead horse, if you had contacts in the magical world... Right? Which I know is kind of the point of this episode. Yeah, but they... Other than being told that this woman is going to, you know, be her midwife, we never see her again. And, yeah, it's... Yeah, like, we see an assistant she has in one episode because they couldn't get the actress back but like i'm sorry why can't ava just do all of the baby stuff at a goddamn hospital i know it's not her specialty but like i'm sure she could borrow a room for five minutes and oh no no she definitely can't do that because that would there's there's a lot of paperwork involved once you get the hospital and they're gonna want to know why a surgeon is doing ob stuff yeah no 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 that's that makes sense to me okay but i have to imagine that there is a network of magical people who have access to hospital equipment for yes this sort of thing. exactly there definitely are but ugh, whatever that would be a really interesting thing to you know see a tv show about mm-hmm. yeah yeah it would but instead piper is just mad because everyone gets a sonogram but her 
Okay, whatever. I do want to put in a pitch for prenatal yoga, though, because our daughter was a micro preemie. She came three months early, which means we hadn't been to a birthing class. And uh, so I went through the birth with all the stuff I learned being stuff I learned from prenatal yoga. Yeah. So, yeah, prenatal yoga. It's the stuff. So Paige interrupts Piper's pity party with a pity party of her own because she's like, and I have to do prenatal yoga because I don't have a job, so all my friends think I'm a big unemployed loser because I can't tell them I'm a demon fighter. And Leo's like, no one asked you to quit your job, Paige. That was a decision you made yourself. Eh. And also, like, since when do you have friends? You have Glenn, but we we haven't seen him in a while, and we're only going to see him one more time before he disappears forever. Yeah, I don't know why Paige's run of this episode is, I'm such a loser, no one wants to be with me. It's very weird. Yeah, and they're like, you have friends, Paige, which, okay, sure, she has friends. She, she has friends she just hangs out with, you know, and they actually, I said that dismissively, but it totally makes sense that we wouldn't see Paige hanging out with her friends because it wouldn't further the plots at all. Yeah. But she's like, yeah, but I can only hang out with them at night. And they're like, okay, so what? Yeah. So this could be an interesting thing that Charmed could do that, of course, it never does about the way when you become an adult, it becomes hard to maintain friendships just because of, you know, you've got your lives, things you're, you're busy with things, but that's not what this is. But it could be. Like, it could be an interesting way to go, but that's not where they're going. I mean, honestly, that came up in a good way in the episode where the source traps Piper in that delusion where she's in a mental hospital. Like, Although, Piper believed that it was all because of magic. Like, the reason she was drifting away from her friends is because she had to do magic. And not because, like, that's just what being a fucking adult is, Piper. And that's a running theme with Piper, by the way. Mm-hmm. Where she's like, oh, my life is so difficult. I had Because to... of magic. Yeah, and it's like, oh, being a witch is terrible. I had to run errands, but then Leo needed something from me, so I had to go do that. If only I wasn't a witch. Like, Piper, you're just being a human who's married to a guy he he doesn't have powers at that point i was gonna say helpless golden retriever Mm. i mean he kind of has to be because leo's kind of like the white lighter power set it's a little broken like there are a lot of situations you think leo should just be able to handle so what you're saying is they counter the fact that Leo is show-breakingly powerful by making him completely helpless and useless at anything? Yeah, like, we know from the Natalie episode, I, I mean, everything is continuity and not continuity, but we know from the, the Natalie episode, white lighters can throw energy balls, something he basically never does as a white lighter. I mean, he does a lot of lightning when he's an elder, but like... Even though they're not super effective or anything, it would be a useful thing to do during a fight for, like, distraction purposes if you were just whipping energy balls at demons. Okay, conspiracy theory. Yeah? The elders feel threatened by the charmed ones because the charmed ones are, like, the culmination of all the power that's supposed to arrive, and they're the kind of, you know, group that could threaten the elders' position as rulers essentially of the magical realm so they gave the charmed ones their worst white lighter i mean it does kind of track with the whole i know it's the comic so questionable continuity but 
in the comics, we find out that Leo has an arch enemy named Rennick, who has been systematically murdering his charges for the past umpteen years. And it's a little weird that they'd send, like, I guess they thought he was dead or something, but it was, it's a little weird that they're like, okay, the white lighter who's got a serial killing demon following him around, that's the one we send to the charmed ones. Okay, see, I was thinking that he didn't know until the comics that he had somebody killing his charges and everybody was just like, man, he was a terrible white lighter. (laughs) So anyway, uh, Phoebe, Phoebe interrupts Paige's pity party about how she has no friends with her own pity party about how her powers are broken. She's like, I haven't had a premonition in weeks. And they're like, sure you did. Oh, right. Huh? I guess I don't really think of you as actually having powers very much. And then she tries to levitate, and she can only get, like, an inch off the ground. And Paige is like, how's that different from what you do again? No, I'm just kidding. Paige doesn't say that. You got there first, though. I was about to. (laughs) Because she she levitates off the ground, and she's like, it's like I got this power, and I used it, like, three times. And then they were like, yeah, that's too expensive. Let's not do it. Leo says he's going to go check with the elders and see what they think. But really, I think he just wants to get out of this fucking house at this point. (laughs) So Phoebe mentions that she, you know, went to see a fortune teller and the fortune teller stole one of her premonitions madame Teresa, by the way madame Teresa. yeah so uh so Paige is gonna go check out you know since since phoebe's so busy with work and piper i don't know if you knew this is pregnant and Paige has nothing better to do because she's an unemployed friendless loser she's going to go visit madame Teresa and blah 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 see what's up Mm-hmm. She, also, she, she has to know she's going to find a body, right? I know! But she also seems to know a little bit about the way... I was going to say Romani magic works, but let's just go with whatever this fake thing is that this show invented magic works. Yeah. Because she has become the magical scholar now that Phoebe's thing is she runs an advice column. Shivani. And again, this might be a real thing. I just couldn't find anything by Googling it. and It's very, very possible I spelled it wrong. So we see the uh, the hunter, and his son has brought him the eyes, and he... By the way, ace charm villain here. Oh, yeah. he's He he understood the assignment, as they say. The the dad demon guy, not the son. The son's fine. The son is fine. He, he He's fine. But there's a really graphic, what are we watching, Farscape scene where he tests out the eyes. To... Yeah, the son presents him with Madame Teresa's eyes and the guy jams them into his head and he's like, ah, it worked. Oh, wait, no, it didn't. I didn't wait the second it takes for magic to kick in. And the eyes burn up and then he's once more eyeless. Yep, his, his body rejects the transplant. Mm. And the son's like, that was really gross. Can we stop doing this now? And the dad's like, no. I just love the idea that he's done this like 10 times and he's like, oh my God, dad. Seriously. Enough with the eye torture. And the guy's like, no, no, it felt closer this time. I feel like we're in the right like general area. Just a few more and I'm sure we'll find it. I'm sure it will work this time. Blinding is, I mean, I, I guess it was effective, but it seems weird that you wouldn't go for something more trapped in an oil painting-y or murder-y, curse-wise. Well, I think he had a supernatural ability to track them down, so it's all, like, metaphorical. That he's He has no sight, but also he has no sight. Mm. 
they couldn't have cursed him with a soul. Remember, this sort of bad representation was also in our beloved Buffy, which makes the early seasons so uncomfortable to watch. Honestly, this should be like our time freeze. I don't think you would put this in a show anymore, although Modern Charmed had a... Or, no, um, The Vampire Diaries, not New Charmed. It was oh, The Vampire Vamp- Diaries is still... I mean, time time is moving. Time's arrow... Marches forward. Yeah. yeah. I think New Charmed might have done a thing with this, but I'm not sure. I Like everyone else on the face of the planet, I fell off of New Charmed pretty fast. Oh, yeah, they kept making episodes. Yeah, it ran for, like, four seasons. So, Phoebe is at work, and she's super stressed, and she doesn't have time to deal with Paige's discovery of a dead body because she's so stressed out at work. Yeah, yeah, Paige calls her, and she's like, hey, Phoebe, it looks like that lady you visited died, and Phoebe's like, I don't have time for this, I have to write a column, and she hangs up on her. Then Elise comes, her boss, Elise, comes and tells her that she needs to keep subbing on Loveline because... She was so popular. Everyone loved her so much. And she's like, ah, Elise, I don't have time for this. And Elise is like, bitch, I think what you meant to say was thank you for making me super rich and successful. Yeah, yeah. Do you know how much money you're making? I'm not putting a number on it because that would date this immediately, but you are making boku bucks. I hope you're helping out Piper with the house stuff, but probably not. And I just want to be clear that I was joking earlier when I said Paige was making fun of her, but that is actually what Elise says. Yes, Elise goes into this long, sarcastic rant where she pretends that she's writing to Ask Phoebe, and she's like, Dear Ask Phoebe, my amazing boss has made me rich and powerful beyond my wildest dreams, and yet I'm a whiny little fuck-up who can't stop complaining about, oh no, I'm too successful. Should I shut the fuck up and just enjoy being a rich, talented, and beautiful young woman? Or should I continue whining to everyone in my office? Yeah. Which, yes, Elise. That... You know, good job, Elise. Yeah, this is not an attitude we're going to see Elise hang on to for long. She pretty she she pretty quickly comes around on constantly coddling Phoebe about everything. Well, I mean, she's going to have to. Phoebe's like their Phoebe's their moneymaker now. Mm-hmm. There there's a very short period of time wherein she has the power and Phoebe is like that this successful. Soon Phoebe's success is just going to give her too much leverage. Mm. So in a different story, there is a woman named Ava who is being a hospital doctor, working at a hospital in a serious professional doctory context. When her aunt comes in to let her know that Madame Teresa has, you know, been horribly, horribly murdered. Now her her aunt is the woman that Madame Teresa called when she got the premonition. Yes. So we've got like three generations going here. Yes. I really wish this character had stuck around. She's a mentor figure to a young woman, so you basically know how this is going to go. I like them having a tough, slightly older lady who's, like, experienced in magic. Like that one which we saw uh, Barbus kill in, like, the second Barb- first or second Barbus episode. I mean, that is our jam, right? A tough older woman mentor. Yeah. Yeah. Like... And she, she tells Ava, she's like, hey, so 
you know that demon who was murdering the priestesses in our tribe? He just murdered uh, Madame Teresa, and he's going to come to you because you have the gift. And Ava's like, I don't have the gift. No one has the gift. The gift is not a thing. You and my mom believed in the gift. That's why my mom didn't get treatment for her cancer, and that's why she died. And, uh, and... I mean, yeah. Yeah. And the aunt's like, that was a lot of exposition there. It, but it, the thing is, it's delivered real, like, the, the girl who plays Ava... I'm guessing from your face you don't agree with me. I feel like it's a lot of exposition, but it doesn't feel clunky and unnatural. Okay, so she doesn't deliver it in an unnatural way. But I can't help but see that her argument here is the same as Hercules' argument in God's Not Dead, right? She's like, if magic is real, how come I can't see my mom in the afterlife? Which is basically what Kevin Sorbo argues in in God's Not Dead. He's like, I'm an atheist because I hate God because he let my mom die of cancer. Like, that's not the way atheism works. Okay, but to be fair to Ava, her mom did not try chemo because she was trying to do magical remedies. And that is a huge problem. But that's not why Ava doesn't believe. Ava doesn't believe because she thinks if it was real, she would be in contact with her mother. Which... Raises a huge question. Why isn't she? Why isn't she? Because, like, the magic is real. And she, she she talks to this lady after she dies later in the episode. Why is why did her mom... No, well, I guess pun, pun slightly intended. Why did her mom ghost her? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually a really legitimate question. Which the aunt has no good answer for because, again... She can talk to dead people. Was her mom just, like, really embarrassed that she didn't do the chemo? Maybe it's a Prue. Maybe it's a Prue situation and the mom didn't give them her likeness rights. Yes, her mom did not give them her likeness rights and was immediately reincarnated as her own nephew. We're waiting for you, Chris stuff. We are prepared to talk about Chris. But I, I do feel bad for the aunt because the aunt's like, like, even if you don't believe me about the magic stuff, a serial killer is hunting people. Okay, she doesn't believe that that person is around either. She she thinks that she thinks that's just like a story that Lydia and Teresa used to tell her to scare her. Yeah, but did the story murder the shit out of Teresa? It's it's San Francisco in Charmed. People get killed all the time. Okay, that is true. I'm just saying, if someone is hunting people in a group you're a part of. You don't have to believe that they're, like, a magical monster person. Okay, but this is, like, this isn't a group of people murdered. This is a single person. And she even says to her aunt, she's like, look, I'm sorry your friend got murdered, but it wasn't a demon, except you know it was. Well, they talk to Daryl later in the episode off screen. I don't believe he actually shows up. But they mention that this is a long list of killings in the Romani community that has been happening recently. Yeah, but Ava is disconnected from that community. So from her point of view, it's just this one woman who was murdered. I still feel like if a woman was murdered and my aunt was like, hey, look out, there's a guy murdering people. I feel like I would take that seriously. Like, like there, there's, there's, there's turning your back on your tradition and then there's being an idiot. Yeah, that's fair. All right, so back at the Hallowell Manor, 
Piper and Leo are watching a birthing video. This is such a, like, TV trope. Watching the birthing video and being like, Ah, no, I'm so freaked out about how much pain that woman is obviously in. Yeah, Friends did it. I want to say How I Met Your Mother did it. Yeah, like, it was. it's just a thing. But Dollars to Donuts, Mad About You did it. I don't, I've watched so much of that show and I do not remember a single thing that happened in it. I know, right? Like, I remember they had a daughter named Mabel... Right, because, yeah. And, like, I think Richard Kind was on the show and then he wasn't anymore. Uh, you already know more than I do. You already remember more than I do. I mean, those videos must have existed, right? Oh, yeah, no, I definitely, I 100% believe that that was a thing. But I feel like it was the sort of thing you got as a gift from a well-meaning aunt and then just never watched oh see i think it's the kind of thing where you might have watched it in a lamaze class but you didn't like go home and watch it on your vcr without an instructor there to give context to what you were watching yeah so piper is really freaked out by the video and yeah leo... rightly so and leo's like let's just fast forward until the part where the mom's with the happy baby which is not the point of those videos but <laughs> but she's He's fast forwarding and then he stops when the baby is crowning and Paige walks in the room and she's like, oh, what are you watching? A horror movie? I, I would like to recommend if you want the experience of one of those videos without watching one of those videos, you can watch the song The Miracle of Birth from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, where a woman does a very, very charming and pleasant sounding song about the horrible things that will happen to you while you give birth. Yes. That I, was the other thing that I, that was the other piece of information I had when I was in, when I was in the hospital. That song and, and prenatal yoga. And there it went to, oops, the percent, the placenta. Except that's not what happened with me. My, my placenta didn't deliver and the doctor had to reach in and rip it out of me so that I would stop hemorrhaging while I had no epidural. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was in the other room with our daughter and that was i i i literally i i let i very very briefly i left our newborn daughter because i was convinced that you were about to die like that was a heart-stopping moment there birth is horrifying don't sh don't watch videos to prepare for it just go in blind you'll be happier um i was gonna or say birth is horrifying Stop trying to make her do this at home, Leo! Oh my god. Oh my god, yes. The reason he got this video is because... It's, it's a, about home births. Yeah. As I said earlier, as we talked about earlier, they're not letting her see a doctor. And heads up for later in the show, there are complications with both of her births. Like, it is nuts that they will not let her see. And they're, they're treating it like it's a joke, but... You know, haha, ha, oh, Piper wants to give birth in a hospital. No! No! And I know you couldn't because, you know, of the circumstances. But, like, get as many drugs as they will give you. Right? Oh, yeah. No. I definitely, definitely, I always tell everybody, get the epidural. I'm like, learn from, learn from me. Get the epidural. Which wasn't, a, like you said, it wasn't a choice on my part. But Yeah, like, it. it there was stuff. Yes, a lot. Yeah. Yes. Uh... Paige comes in and tells them that Daryl has told her that, yeah, this is the third Romani woman to be killed. So there's definitely something going on. 
Oh, yeah, and they all had their eyes gouged out. Yes, so Which, supernatural. I just... We just talked about birth. Now I want to... Now, now I want to just do a quick second to talk about the word gouged. Ugh. Because we saw what happened, and it was a magical beam. A magical <laughs> laser that gouged out the eye. Ugh. Anyway, Paige thinks they should all go to the funeral. Yeah, yeah. So I guess we're we're, we're just going to crash funeral now. Okay, I, I mean, I guess they don't really have leads or anything, so. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense that you would go to the funeral if you're trying to investigate a death and you don't have, like, the police behind you. But also they think that maybe this will help Phoebe get a premonition. Like, maybe if she's in the right circumstances, she'll get a premonition. Which... Well, they think the killer will be there. Hmm. Which, I mean, I guess that makes sense. This isn't season one where Phoebe could just have premonitions whenever she wanted. Or at all! <laughs> I feel like we... I think I think she has, like, three in the last season. Like, they really ditch all of Phoebe's... You know what? I'm calling premonition an act of power. They, they weren't. For some reason, the levitation was supposed to be her first act of power, but... I think that the premonitions are, although they advance in this episode, we'll, we'll talk about it when it happens. Okay, so they're doing this thing at the funeral where people are putting things next to Teresa that to be buried with her that she would need in the afterlife. And this includes a box of crackers, and Piper's like, ooh, crackers, do you think anybody would care if I stole those? And it's like, what the fuck is going on with you, Piper? This is a funeral. Like, I know you're pregnant, but guess what? Lots of people are pregnant, and they still, like, go through the world like human beings. There, sorry, I, not to not to tangent again. There was an ad I read today, and am I the asshole? Uh, about this guy who was like, Ada for kicking my brother's pregnant girlfriend out of my house. Because his brother and his girlfriend came to the house and he had he had made steaks for them for dinner. And the girlfriend was like, oh, the, the smell of those is making me sick. And she threw them in the trash. And he's like, okay, you need to leave my house now. And now everyone's mad at him. And I'm like, I mean. Yeah, lots of people are pregnant, but you're st- you still have to go through the world like a human. Yeah, you're like, we, 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 we live in a society. We live in a society. Anyway, speaking of people who are being, like, aggressive for no reason, Ava came to the funeral, obviously, to, like, support her aunt. But everybody at the funeral is wearing, like, broomstick skirts and peasant blouses. And she's got, like, the most businessy business suit you've ever seen. Like, she's determined to be like, I am not one of you. Yes. Well, this is to serve as a contrast for in the end of the episode where she accepts her heritage after it helps, you know, her blow up a serial killer who was trying to take her eyes she accepts her heritage, and that is shown by her going to Forever 21 and buying a peasant blouse. Yes, and jeans. But, like, uh, distressed jeans, I think that was the... Yeah, as was the style at the time. As was the style at the time. So, Ava's aunt tries to warn her again, and Ava's like, for crying out loud, like, again, I'm sorry your friend died, I'm just here to pay my respects, and, you know, I've done that, so I'm leaving. And her aunt's like, Ava, seriously, serial killer, gift of fear. Uh, so Phoebe does brush up against Lydia, the aunt, and then she has a premonition. Sort uh, of. So, yeah, sort of. If Paige, Paige even says she's like, well, it's better than nothing. She just sees, like, brief glimpses of something, of, like, candles and a shop. And 
and and Teresa's body and Paige is like, are you sure you weren't just looking around? Oh. <laughs> well, Phoebe, you can see the present. present. But yes, Lydia has gone chasing after Ava into a corn maze. I, I think it's a crypt because I, I think it's part of the graveyard. Okay. Or something. I guess just hedges. Well, like it's a stone wall, and but it's like an, it's like they, they built an alley into a graveyard. If you can picture that. Yes, she's made the fatal mistake and charmed of going into an alley, where Demon's son is here, and he's like, "That was a touching funeral. I wonder if anyone will be left to mourn you." That's a pretty good villain line. It is, yes. And he starts. Uh, I do, I do like seeing she. She has an offensive power. She she says a little thing and she creates this whirlwind that traps him. Mm-hmm. And like she's about to finish him off when he like busts out of it with his eye beams and starts like trying to draw her eyes out. And then you know the sisters. I, I love this. It's. I don't know if it's a good special effect or a bad special effect. Piper tries to blow him up, but instead. It's just like it's basically the exact thing when Chris Evans throws uh, Michael Sarah and Scott Pilgrim. Because mm-hmm. like Piper tries to blow him off, and he just goes flipping off into the distance, and she's like, "That was supposed to blow him up. What happened there?" <laughs> it's just whoosh, 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 whoosh. okay. I thought the special effect looked bad, but yes, it is kind of funny when you when you describe it like that. It's Team Rocket's plastic off again. <laughs> Because uh, he just kind of flips over the wall. Paige orbs them all away, though. Back to the manor. Yeah, where Leo heals uh, Lydia. And who then wakes up immediately and is like, oh, witches in their white lighter just healed me. And they're like, you know what we are? And she's like, yeah, some of us don't live in a bubble in our house that we inherited. Yeah, she, she she's like, witches and Shivani have a common sisterhood. Or yeah, like sisters... our, our traditions are sisters. Yeah, we, we're, we, there's a sisterhood of magic or whatever. I have to go find my niece before that guy kills her. And they're like, do you want her help? And she's like, no, nah, I'm good. And they're like, no, seriously, you you should get her help. You, you remember how that guy almost killed you? And she's like, oh, fine. Yeah, she, she she's like, look, okay, so there was this demon who was killing our people. So we blinded him. But now I think his son is after us as like a revenge thing. So, you know, let's vanquishing potion, power of three spell. You know the deal. But before anyone can help this poor woman out, Phoebe gets a call from work. And she's like, sorry, girls. Hope you don't need the power of three. I'm outie. So Lydia's like, please convince Ava that she needs to... A, embrace our tradition so that, because literally I'm, she has the power, but she's not trained in it at all, so I'm technically the last Shivani. Which is why they can't curse uh, this demon's son the same way they did him. There aren't enough of them left. Mm. So, yeah. Paige, Paige, Paige agrees they're going to go try to convince Ava that this is true and that she needs to, like, not be killed. Lydia points out that Ava hasn't been listening to her, and Paige is like, well, sometimes it's easier to take advice from strangers than from family, which I think is actually a good point to make. Yeah, it's true. And Piper and Leo orb off, too. Yeah, before they do, though, 
Lydia tells them that Ava is a doctor and Piper's like, oh, is she an OBGYN? And it's like, this poor woman, she's just trying to like live her life and not get murdered. And she got rescued by the most self-absorbed sisters in the magical community. So self-absorbed, they don't even know a magical community exists. So Demon Dad's like, so son, fuck that up, huh? I see you don't have any eyes. Did you get killed? No? Okay, go out and bring me some more eyes. And, like, the son's kind of on the giving up train again. The dad's like, look, this is clearly the correct woman, right? Like, she she used weird eye magic to create a tornado that trapped you. Like, she's got magical eyes. That's probably what I need here. Yeah, if it was easy to kill her she wouldn't be the one that we wanted and the son's like she's protected by witches and he's like yeah even more proof that she's the important one like and he's like look i know from personal experience that family is someone's weak link oh so get her niece her niece who doesn't believe just get her and that'll get you the woman that we need at the hospital, Piper is looking in in the nursery and she's seen all the nurses taking care of the newborn babies and is like, oh, I'm going to be all on my own. It's just going to be me and my selfish sister and my other sister and my useless husband. And she's like, I need a doctor. And Leo's like, I'm a doctor. And she's like, a real doctor, <laughs> which I mean, to I, be fair, his his medical knowledge... license expired in the 30s. Yeah. But yeah. They, they take a break from looking at babies to go try to save Ava. They they talk to her about, you know, they're like, hey, look, uh, I know you don't believe in this, but you are a magic lady with magic powers and you need to embrace those magic powers or a demon's going to rip out your goddamn eyes. And she's like, look, I know you're probably, you seem like nice people, but my aunt is just superstitious and you need to ignore her. My mom is dead and, and, and Piper's like, yeah, my mom, my grandmother, and my sister are dead. What you gonna do? <laughs> what you gonna do? I think it's a nice touch that they had Piper be the one who's like, yeah, you can't run away from your magic, since that's basically all Piper tries to do in the whole show. Yeah, which is nice. I, I like these bits. She also had it with the pyrokinetic kid, too, the bit where... Piper's relationship with magic is really interesting. It's complex, yeah. Yeah. So Piper's mid, you know, speech about embracing who you are and your destiny or whatever when she starts to feel sick, because I don't think it really comes up in this episode, but Piper has a blood pressure disorder that is exacerbated by pregnancies and nearly kills her when she gives birth to Chris. Mm-hmm. And yet they have another kid after that. Oh, it's a common pregnancy complication. Like, that's not, that that's a thing. People have that. I hope they got her actual medical treatment for the third baby. Huh, right? So, yeah, she's like, I need a doctor. I need a doctor right now. And back at the manor, Lydia is showing Phoebe and Paige a particular potion that they're going to make. And, yeah, you're right. It is nice to have, like, an older mentor woman around. Don't get used to it. And the thing is, we've seen this a few times in Charmed. Like the um, uh, the woman with the amulet half that they didn't protect from Cole. Like, we, we've gone to this well a couple of times before, and it's always fun. It'd be nice if one of these characters stuck around. But uh, So 
page is like you know i've been reading a lot about shivani fortune telling do you do you mind showing me i i'd like to experiment with it because the one time i used tarot cards i predicted correctly that cole was the source of all evil and going to betray phoebe and so this woman is going to show her how to read tea leaves and she's instantly able to do it yes she sees instantly that ava is in danger and they have to go to her like Paige is so good at divination. Yeah, she's she's like, huh, that's weird. I see death killing a Shivani woman. And Lydia's like, I have to go. And she throws she throws a pinch of something into the cauldron they have, and a puff of and she disappears in a puff of smoke. I mean she's what she's doing is distracting them, but yeah, it's pretty awesome. I'm going to mix these two chemicals together, and they're going to create a cloud of smoke. It will appear as though magic is happening, but really, I'm just using simple science to cover my exit. Sorcerer! I mean, I was going to say it's like she's jingling keys in their face (laughs) to distract them. But once she leaves, Phoebe tries looking in the teacup to see if she can get a, you know, her premonition kick-started and she actually is she she sees ava being murdered so yeah at the hospital oh my god a doctor is drawing piper's blood to see if he can see what's up with her and leo's like piper your sisters are paging me and the guy's like i didn't hear a pager wait 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 wait, no he says i'm being paged and i didn't notice until um the second time watching it because the first time I just thought he was saying I'm being paged like he has a like he has a pager, but the captions put page in quotation marks spelled like Paige's name. He's like I'm being paged. Oh, boo! I didn't pick up on that pun until I saw it in the captions. But yeah, he's like, no, it's on vibrate, and the doctor's like, okay, but don't you have to look at it to see who it is? And he's like, her sister's the only one who has my pager number. And this doctor must be like, what is this relationship? <sighs> okay, whatever. So he goes to put a Band-Aid on Piper from where she got her blood drawn, but the wound has magically healed. Because her baby is healing her from the inside. And they just book it out of there. They're like, fast healer, bye. And the doctor looks suspiciously after them, but don't worry, this guy's not coming back. Look, I want Piper to get medical care. I don't want anyone to have to go through a pregnancy without a, you know, a doctor they trust who can help them out. But that guy is a mandated reporter. And if I'm him, I'm like, okay, something hinky is happening. So Lydia tries, like, Lydia makes it to the hospital. Uh, Demon Sun guy is there. He... He's, he immediately uses the effect that rips out her eyes, and she tries to throw the potion at him to vanquish him, but she's unable to get it out in time. In fact, she just drops it and it scatters. But the sisters show up in time to blow him up. I guess it works this time, but they're too late to save Lydia. She's already gone. Leo can't heal her. She, okay. She's dead. I really like the shot of Leo running over to her body. It's shot at a very low angle. You just see her body and Leo's feet running up to her. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but it's a really effective shot. I, I, I like that they experimented with something different. Yeah. There's also, a, I, I will admit, kind of a cool moment here where Ava is in the hospital at the same time trying to use paddles to revive one of her patients. And the patient 
presumably dies right there on the table and becomes Lydia. Like Lydia is able to briefly take over that body and give Ava a warning, which of course she gives in in the old language. So Ava doesn't recognize it or know what it means. Later in the episode, she says it's Romanian. Yeah. Which, okay. Sure. So yeah, she's a surgeon, Ava is. So even the best surgeon, I imagine, has to be around people who are dying quite frequently. Hmm. Her mom couldn't do this once. Her mom <laughs> couldn't pop into one dead body so that she knew that, that all this stuff was real. Yeah. Yeah, Lydia was on the ball with this. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously Ava's upset and the sisters are there to comfort her because, you know. Yeah. Yeah, she she sees them wheeling. Lydia's body out and she's like oh crap all this is real and uh Piper's like what happened and she's like she's like okay look so there's a thing where people with the gift can talk through the dead and I didn't believe it but then it it happened yeah so uh I guess all of this stuff is real and there is a demon who's coming to kill me like no I mean that tracks that tracks I'd believe at this point. And one of the things I really, one of the things that I like about this episode is that Ava, like, they're they're talking to Ava and they're like, okay, look, we're going to need your help. You're going to need to embrace your traditions to help us, you know, find dad demon and take care of him. Mm-hmm. And she talks about, like, it's all a bunch of stuff she half remembers from her childhood. Mm. And I'm going to say the actress really sells this, that like this, that she's worked so hard to become disconnected from this part of herself. And now she's regretting losing that connection mm-hmm. on multiple levels on, on the, you know, I don't want to be killed by a demon serial killer level, but also this is a connection to people I loved and, I severed it for what is actually not a good reason. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I turned my back on people who loved me. Oof. That is rough. That is that is hard. Anyway, they're going to go to Lydia's apartment because she, she was repeating one word over and over, and uh, Ava doesn't remember what it means, so she's hoping she can, she can find something in the apartment that sparks her memory. Paige is like, hey, hey, Phoebe, it's like the one time in the world when your premonition is actually useful. And Phoebe's like, nope, definitely don't want to use my premonition powers for reasons that are not at all suspicious. And runs out. She says she's going to go back to the manor and brew more vanquishing potion. I have to work on my column. Oh, <laughs> uh, so at the apartment, all of the custom at the at Lydia's apartment. All of the customs are coming back to Ava. She's doing things like covering up the photos with with veils to indicate mourning. And she talked about how so much of their tradition is lost now that Lydia's dead because it was an oral tradition passed down from mother to daughter. And they should have had a book of shadows. Mm. And she finds a box of her mother's that has, you know, a gigantic, it's a ridiculous prop. It is a gigantic metal bejeweled treasure box. Yeah. It does look a little Claire but it's where you keep things that are special to you. And there's a picture of uh, baby Ava and her mom. Oh, it turns out you were the treasure all along. Okay. Yeah. 
oh my god, your mom loved you and had a picture of you. I mean, I, I know that's not the case for everyone, which is sad, but I feel like the most people are loved by their parents. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I was more mocking the, like, oh, we were the treasure all along trope. Yeah, it's not as handy as, say, an enchanted knife might be here. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, it's nice to know that your parents loved you. It's, it's, in fact, a very good thing to know. But what is more important is the Book of Magic Spells. Yes. Like... I mean, it's it's more... Look, it's nice that her mom loved her, but at this point she needs to know how to kill the demon serial killer that's trying to kill her. Yeah, like, luckily they're, luckily her mom wrote down the oral tradition, and now she can study to become a Shivani herself. And Paige finds... A really tacky necklace. Yes, it's... Amulet's probably the wrong word. Pendant. Pendant. It's the evil eye, and and Piper's like, your family was protected by evil, and and Ava's like, no, it's it's it does evil to those who would do harm to you. Like it's a protective thing; it keeps you safe. And the inscription on the back, the word on the back, is the word that Lydia was saying. So that's apparently what the demon's son was after, even though he was literally stealing eyes. I guess what he really needed was this pendant to restore. Well, his... well, no, his dad gets the eyes and he gets the power from the eyes, but he he also wants the pendant so that no one can ever curse him again or something. Like if he if he destroys all of the Shivani, then he'll never lose his eyesight ever again. Okay, but he was the reason he lost his eyesight before is because they. They hexed him because he was killing them, so his, his motivation's a little unclear. Well, maybe he just liked murdering this one particular group of people. Yeah, I guess. I mean, demon. So he he takes Lydia's eyes and he puts them in his eye holes, and then they, they don't burn up, so now he has magic. After effects. He has magic eyes, and a morgue guy comes in. He's like, hey, I'm a morgue guy in a genre show. I bet this won't end badly for- Oh, no! Blah! That he, he tests out his new eye beam powers on uh, the Morgan Tennant guy. Yeah, and, and uh, they work. Yes, this guy is dead. Not enough of a body count for this episode of Charmed yet, I guess. Okay, so back at the manor, Phoebe's trying to make the potion, and... Oh my <laughs> god, Leo. Leo's like, hey, Phoebe, I don't want you to blame yourself for the fact that an innocent died. You should blame Cole. You know, the guy who's not even in this episode. Cole is to blame. Yes, Phoebe's like, but Cole went on a soul-searching mission, or maybe a mission to search for a soul. What which, is he, Spike? Ugh. But, yeah, but Leo's like, no, it's all Cole's fault. Cole is responsible for everything bad in your life. Cole, Cole made you feel bad, and that's why you haven't gotten premonitions, and that's why you're no help to us anymore. Cole, 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 which, oh my god, real, really, Leo, really? He's not even here. And speaking of people who aren't here, Elise calls to find out why Phoebe isn't doing the radio show she's supposed to be doing right now. But... Phoebe's like, oh, sorry, Elise, and hangs up the phone so that her sisters can come back with Ava, who has the the evil eye pendant. 
She hands it to Phoebe, and Phoebe is not just getting a premonition. She's getting a premonition and a wind machine. Yeah, so she starts getting a premonition, and an extra wheels a fan in to point at Alyssa Milano. Her hair looks so bad. So, so bad. So she gets a premonition, and it's just like a regular premonition, except it hurts her. Yeah, she she physically feels as if she's there when the hunter comes and kills them all. And it's like, okay, but that's just That's worse. her power, but worse. Yeah, it, it's like when she's psychically connected to that guy in the town where time repeated itself over and over again. It's ex- it, it's exactly like that. Like because she gets she sees her own death and then she gets zapped in real life and Leo literally needs to heal her. Which so- I'm sorry. How is this her power advancing? It's a terrible power now. Yeah, and it already wasn't great. But they're like, wow, Phoebe, looks like your powers are growing. And she's like, uh, I guess. Okay, wait. So if Phoebe seeing the future where she dies in the future causes her to die in the present, then it wasn't really a premonition. Like, the time paradox is too much for me. Well, luckily, we don't have to worry about it because I don't think this ever happens again. Yeah, yeah. But Phoebe learned from her premonition that the vanquishing potion they're in the middle of making is not going to work. And Piper gets all mean about it. She's like, oh, so now you just have a fancier way of telling us we're screwed? And Phoebe has to explain to her what premonitions are again, like like it's the pilot episode. She's like, yeah, I see the future so that we don't screw up the way we did in my vision. This is basic stuff, Piper. So they bring Ava up to the attic and they're like, look, witchcraft enough wasn't enough to beat Orin. That's the demon dad guy, Orin. I don't know if we mentioned that up to this point. We never, we have not. So witchcraft alone wasn't enough to defeat Orin, but maybe a combination of witchcraft and your brand of magic will be enough to defeat Orin, which... As we, as we indicated, they have her use the call on your ancestors spell, but they're like, just say your family names instead of our family names. And this could theoretically have really rubbed salt in the wound if she didn't, like, know the names of her ancestors going back far enough to do the spell, but luckily she does. So Oren bloops into the attic, and immediately Phoebe's vision starts coming true. Piper gets uh, blasted with eye beams. Uh, the baby's taking her... her. I'm sorry, they keep calling her her and it's stuck in my head, but we know it's Wyatt. The baby's taking his sweet time to heal her so that, you know, it will be Ava and Paige and Phoebe casting the spell together. So it's still the power of three because Piper is lying on the floor. I, I like that, though. I, I like that basically anyone can sub in and do the power of three here. <laughs> there's I, I like this effect, even though, again, it's it still looks like After Effects, but there's like this kind of weird white energy that's unlike anything we've ever seen flying around them, which is supposed to indicate, like, they're two different types of magic working together. And then it encircles the hunter and blows him up. So he is finally dead. Bye, Oren. Yeah. And then Ava is like, oh my god, I felt my mother's presence. And it's like, okay, but you literally saw your Aunt Lydia. So maybe your mother (laughs) needs to get off her ghostly ass and come say hi. Just throwing that out there. Ooh, likeness right. (laughs) so a a new morning has dawned the sun is rising over the stock footage of san francisco and 
Eva is back with her community. She's going to help a pregnant woman, but Piper shoves her way in front because it's her turn to be treated now. Yes. Screw you, pregnant woman who was in front of me in line. I'm Piper Hallowell. Also, Ava's hair is no longer, like, slicked back and up. It's now, like, hanging loose, and she's wearing a peasant blouse. But she's still wearing a stethoscope because she's still a doctor. Yeah. And Paige is her helper assistant lady because she's a big loser with a lot of free time. Yeah, she needed something to do. Um, I do like the idea that she, I, I mean, in, in broad strokes, I like the idea that she felt disconnected from her community and she went to be a doctor and she specifically said in the hospital scene, I save lives with medicine, not magic. And now she's come to start a health clinic for the people in her community who are not, you know, who are underserved. Like, I like that. That's good. Yeah. That works for me. She, she mentioned, she's like, a lot of people in this community are uninsured and unable to go to, you know, a western doctor so i'm using the traditions i'm learning from the book my mom left me and i'm using the medical techniques i've learned as a doctor to help serve my community unfortunately for these people a white woman is here to push her way to the front of the line yes and they tell and they tell piper yeah ava's gonna be your midwife and we're also gonna be your midwives because you're giving birth at home and piper's like Please don't make me give birth at home. I really want to give birth in a hospital with medical personnel. And they're like, ha no. End Too of episode. Bad. But I, I like that they set up. But I like that by doing this episode, they have now established that the Charmed Ones have enough training that if she gives birth at home, we can be like, wait, how are, how are Paige and Phoebe able to handle that? It's like, that's how Ava showed them. It's fine. That's all you need, right? Just like a... Just like a quick 20 minute refresher on how to how to do the birth thing also we don't see ava again but her medical assistant who's like her name's like eve or something shows up for one later episode and i'm like did you give her a really similar name and hoping we would forget yeah and then we go to credits yeah i like this episode but there's a lot of very problematic stuff about it. Your mileage will definitely vary. I thought it was okay. I, like, if you take out the stuff, if you, if you just made it a generic, unnamed, magical dynasty, then I think there's really nothing interesting about this episode. The thing that I think works is that they've got a lot of good actresses in it. Like, the woman who plays Ava's good. The woman who played Lydia was good. Like, they're elevating very by the book storytelling okay yes and as we mentioned the demon was really well done in this episode i think it might be time to do a premonition of our own yes much like the charmed ones we have our own power three unlike phoebe we actually use our premonitions where we look into the past present and future and see who is was or will be famous in the future so the demon Orin was played by tobin bell who is of course best known as jigsaw in the saw movies yeah so that explains why he was such a good demon him and robert england getting that paycheck from charmed right but to their credit neither one of them half-assed it he did a really good job believe it or not tobin bell can be a creepy serial killer really well what Uh, also speaking of the saw movies the woman who played ava was in i think two different saw movies that would be Emmanuel Vaugier. Yes, she is French-Canadian. I looked her up. And uh, she was also in, like, The O.C. or something, One Tree Hill. Sure. Supergirl. 
She's been in stuff. Two and a half men. Oh yeah, she was a running character in Two and a Half Men, apparently. But uh, speaking of horror movies in general, hmm. Madame Teresa was played by Lorna Raver, mm-hmm. who's the old woman who puts the curse on the main character in Drag Me to Hell. Oh. So. I really hope she's actually Romani, because she definitely plays that character a lot. I don't think she is. Okay. Uh, so, weirdly, I, I don't know what her her ethnicity is, but she appears to be... Amish. Huh. I'm not sure how much credit I want to give this Wikipedia entry, but I believe it's possible she's Amish. Or, or was... Ex-Amish. Yeah. Huh. I, I, I don't know how much credence to give Wikipedia, so don't, don't quote me on that, but... Yeah, I had a very, very fake credit added to David Decoita's, uh, He's a director. I had a fake credit added to his Wikipedia, which was there for like Don't five do that. years. It took forever for someone to notice. Oh my god. Don't do that. That's how are we supposed to trust anything on the internet if you're just going on there putting lies up? I thought it would be taken down immediately. Uh, People do not take care of David Decoita's uh Wikipedia entry. Oh, it's our next power. Uh, the next power in our pack is Time Freeze. What specifically dated this episode? I feel like you probably wouldn't use this particular group. Yep, as I mentioned before, I, the, the, that whole this whole plot would not happen today, I do not think. I mean, I know that the Romani people were the villains of a season of Vampire Diaries. Well, like I said, that was a while ago. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like this was sort of the last era where you could, I was going to say get away with, where you would feel comfortable doing this, even though you should not. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah, this, 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 yeah. I feel like that is what specifically dated this episode. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's right. I think I called that out earlier. Yeah. And our final power? Telekinesis. What, if anything, genuinely moved you? Um... When Ava went to Lydia's apartment and saw and was, you know, reconnecting with her past, that, that hit me. Not enough to, like, cry or anything, but, you know, it was it was a good moment. It was a moving moment. Well, one of the reasons I talked about liking this episode, despite everything, is I did genuinely feel the relationship between Lydia and Ava. And I think that was especially in the scene where they talk about Ava's mom's death that really landed for me. I genuinely believed that she felt this combination of grief and anger and frustration with her aunt that her aunt didn't accept it, that this is why she wanted to leave all of this behind. Like I totally bought that. And I totally bought her grief over Lydia when Lydia died later in the episode too. I I think that this episode is really supported by a strong supporting cast yeah, I, I can see that. I, I can I can get I can co-sign that. I can co-sign that. Uh, did we have any of our secret powers or? Nah. Yeah. I mean, you you'd think this episode would be rife for uh, astral projection. Well, no, like I said, it, it this was this is in a sour spot. Yeah, it's not not bad enough to be fun, not good enough to be good. Right. I don't know if it's clear that Sour Spot is the opposite of a sweet spot. 
I don't know if that was clear. I got it. Okay. So our next episode is called Sympathy for the Demon. Oh, good. It's going to be more cold stuff. It is more cold stuff, but the Peacock description says, Vengeful demon torments trapped sisters with their worst fears. Oh, it's a Barbus episode. It's not even like a full sentence. A vengeful demon. Okay, so I think this is going to be Barbus fucking with Cole. I think that might be right. It's definitely Cole is back, and yeah, that sounds like a Barbus episode to me. Hmm. But I think that's it for this week. Yeah, that'll about do it. Our show's partially listener-supported. If you want to be one of those supporters, you should head over to our website, www.welcometotelevision.net, and click on our Patreon link. We'd like to thank our current $5 and above patrons, Beryl, Patricia, Rosa, Ryan, Mary Cruz, Benjamin, Kate, Jen, Dan, and Anthony. If you'd like to support the show in other ways, you could always rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It helps other people find the show. If you want to talk about this episode, or any episode, or any episode of any television show, you can tweet at us at ilovetvzines, or you can email us at ilovetelevisionzines at gmail.com. So until next time, I'm Max. And I'm Tina. And this has been Welcome to the Howell Manor. Welcome to the Howell Manor.